You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpas on jabberjaw media my name is dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week we have a two-part crossover episode it's not actually two parts of peer pleasure it's part peer pleasure part talk to me that's the other podcast um from joshua to me and uh, I don't know how many of you guys listen to that podcast it's a great podcast joshua to me is a uh, we're kind of along the same lines as far as episode numbers and, and time doing the show. Um, and the idea was brought up to do a crossover thing where I interviewed on his show and he interviewed on mine. And this is what you're going to hear. So uh, if you want to hear my interview on uh, his show, head over to the Talk To Me podcast. It's going to be out same time, same day. And hopefully you guys enjoy this interview with Josh um, on my podcast, Pure Pleasure. So... Um, I know you guys have, have liked that stuff before where we've done, I think Mike Carrera and I did it a while back. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there were some other ones. But, um, you know, here we are. So uh, I want to keep this intro short because I want to get into this episode. Um, I don't have much to talk about this week, but uh, stoked you guys are back for another week. I think you guys will enjoy this conversation. Joshua's a really uh, interesting guy. Interesting take on a lot of things from a whole different music scene than I come from, which was also very interesting because I had all sorts of questions about it and and uh, what his journey was like and all that. So hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get into things here. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. I want to talk about briefly, we're starting up the Patreon again. Um, it's going to be super basic. It's basically if you want to support the show financially uh by any means uh there's a five dollar tier and a ten dollar tier they're both the same it's just you know if you want to support the show help us keep the lights on help with travel and all that kind of stuff for these in-person interviews that you guys like so much um if they're not in portland i usually have to travel and it does cost some money so um if you feel like supporting the show five dollars a month ten dollars a month whatever it's worth to you means a big deal to us here so uh we'd really appreciate your support and that is patreon.com slash podcast. if you guys want to donate to the show. Or uh, you can even put in a random donation as well. But all that stuff definitely helps the show. So I really appreciate that. Um, so 
patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast. Check it out um, and see what you can do. Um, if you guys listen to the show every week and it's worth something to you, like I said, throw some money at it or, uh, you know, shoot a message. Let us know you're listening to the show. You enjoy it. I mean, that stuff means the world to us. So definitely love getting that kind of stuff. So without further ado, guys, I'm going to jump in this week. We're going to keep it super short. Here's my conversation with Joshua Toomey from the Talk Toomey podcast and Primer 55. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey. I want to tell you about some new releases coming up from Equal Vision Records. As you guys know, Equal Vision Records is my family, and so are these bands. I really want you to check these out. We've got Hot Water Music with their 10th studio album, Vows, out May 10th, featuring guest appearances by Dallas Green of City and Color, Thrice, The Interrupters, and Brendan and Daniel from Turnstile. See them on the 30th anniversary tour with Quicksand in the States in May and June and Europe in November. Hotwatermusic.com for more info. We also have Be Well with their new 7-inch, A Tap I Can't Turn Off, out now. First new music in two years from this band. This band is incredible, featuring members of Battery, Bane, Darkest Hour, and Fairweather. See them on tour with I Am The Avalanche in June. Equalvision.com for more info on that. And just your general information on Equal Vision Records, you're always going to find something you like at Equalvision.com. Go there for vinyl and merch from all of your favorite bands. Check out Hot Water Music's new record and Be Well's new 7-inch now. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. PeerPleasure.SupportingCast.FM is the website. There's three tiers, Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. Tier 1 is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. 
that gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Hey man, what's up? Hey, what's up, Josh? How you doing, man? Oh, you know, living the dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm doing the same. Weekend, good. weekend vibes. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to have a. Actually, I had to work today, but uh, I went for a couple hours, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, that's not so bad. Well, yeah, Sundays. Yeah, do you usually work weekends? Uh, I always work Saturdays. Normally, I have Sunday off, but. Oh, okay. <clears throat> What do you yeah. do? I'm a mailman. Oh, that's badass. Uh, yeah, I can be. <laughs> that's why. That's why I can listen to like eight to ten hours of podcast a day, just because you know, <clears throat> headphones in all the time, and then listening in the truck and stuff. So, dude, that's excellent. <clears throat> I used to be yeah. able to do that too. I used to be a uh, well. I do commercial plumbing, but I was I was in the office for a while doing detailing, and I literally had headphones on all day long, and it was yeah. Now I can't, so I listen to far less <laughs> material, which may be good, maybe bad. I don't know, but uh, it's funny because you know most people release Monday through Friday, so Saturday is kind of my catch-all day to like, what did I miss during the week? And then, uh, yeah, you know, I listen to a little bit of, um, you know, iHeartRadio stuff for for radio. You know, like, I'm a big football fan, so I listen to uh, to the radio back home in Nashville to to see what's going on with my Titans and all that nonsense. Sure. Sure. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I don't even have that anymore. I don't even have a catch up day. Like I either right. get it on my commuter or, or randomly here or there. And, and, uh, yeah, I can't, I literally can't tell if it makes a difference or not. Cause it's just, it seems, I don't know. I can't tell if it makes a difference. I I'm sure I knew a lot more back when I was listening all the time, but oh, well, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> totally. Well, Joshua Toomey, man, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend. Uh, we already, we I just start rolling when I call, but um, want to introduce you to my listenership as well. I'm sure we have a lot of the same listeners um, for various reasons, but um, your your podcast, you have a lot more of a like a like a metal focus. It seems like where it on I I have a lot of metal on mine too, but it's a lot of like. I don't know. I get a lot of comments that it's that it's a lot of like you know early, early to mid two thousands more nostalgic uh, stuff, and then and then newer stuff. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what we both do is most likely have our 
CD collections from when we were kids come to life on our podcast, you know? So like when I'm, when I'm thinking of a guest, I think back to, you know, uh, when I was 15 and, and uh, what was I listening to? And, you know, so I find a, find a death metal guy or somebody I was listening to in my, in my youth. So basically I'm sure both of our podcasts are very similar in that. That's just our, our nostalgic youth coming to life. Sure. And then the more, the more publicists you make friends with and the more, yeah. uh, st- I mean, then they're offering you things and you can say no. And that's kind of a weird concept. Does that happen to you where, <laughs> where they'll offer you something? You're like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that one. Yeah, I get that a lot. It's just a lot of, um, <clears throat> I, I think I, I should probably respond to all of them, but I just kind of just don't say anything and kind of hope it goes away. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't like saying no, especially if it's a publicist that I've, can I please have this one artist over and over and over? And then they finally do it. And then they offer you somebody that you're like, I don't know. I did just have a very strange interaction with a publicist that uh, he reached out and offered me Trip Eisen. And Trip Eisen, you know, was in Static X and was in Dope, mm-hmm. which is kind of my demographic anyway with the new metal guys and kind of the metal guys. But Trip Eisen went to prison for statutory rape and, uh, you know, of like a four, two 14-year-old girls. And I'm just like, and I'm like, you know, man, I just can't do it. Like he's out, you know, he served his time and all that nonsense. But, uh, but yeah, he kept, he like was messaging me on Facebook to have, to have me interview his guy. And I was just like, dude, I just can't do it <laughs> you know, to where, you know, but it was funny. I think I would have Tim Lambesis on if he wanted to come on, but I think, and I was really trying to figure out what the difference is because obviously both heinous crimes, both, you know, ruins, you know, could ruin someone's life forever. But I think what the difference is, is I guess just it, with Tim, it was maybe two adults and nothing really happened. So, you know, he served his time, move on with life. But with, with Trip, I mean, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. So I thought about Tim as well. I knew Tim back in the day and I mean, always the sweetest guy. And this was back before he was lifting weights. Like I, I didn't, I, we didn't keep in touch very well after, after our interactions before, but he, it, it's a weird situation because he, he had, I think the thing with Megan that would have been worse than the fact that it didn't happen is who else did he talk to? So mm-hmm. is she going to be looking over her shoulder the rest of her life? And right. then, you know, of course the kids and everything else, but I thought the same thing when when Tim came back and the band was reforming and and uh, um, I'm friends with some of the other guys in the band and and I've thought about you know reaching out on that and and I thought you know eventually the email might come through like hey Tim wants to do interviews who wants to do some interviews and I thought about it right. too you know and and uh, I don't know I don't know which way I would go on it either I I'm not sure it's it's something where maybe maybe they resolve things like that's something i don't think anyone knows is is did megan say hey did they sit down eventually and say she's like you know i forgive you you know go go live your life but i'm not going to be a part of it and that maybe that's why the band got back together and everyone's cool with it or you know i know there's a lot of money involved and everything else and book deals and everything else but man i don't yeah that's one of the as a podcaster it's weird you you feel like you have a responsibility to your listenership like we get uh offers for ads all the time from like vape companies and stuff and i'm not sure i'm not sure if you're a vapor but i don't smoke or drink or anything like that and i won't advertise that stuff on the show and they'll offer a bunch of money and i think everyone on the network turned them down so it's it's uh trying to to make sure what we're putting out is is good stuff and and things that it's just weird it's weird to think about in those situations and in metal especially there's a lot of fucked up stuff that goes on and, yeah, but, and you 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 would hate to to give a platform to someone like like a trip, and I did ha- I did have a friend that did the interview, and he actually he took it not really thinking too much about it, and then like the closer he got to it, the more he said he got sick of his stomach, and then people were coming back at him saying that they were never going to listen to his show again for giving basically a pedophile a platform, mm-hmm. and and then you're also you know you're not only promoting that or you're not only promoting Tim Lambitsis, but you know, like the, the, the victims and all this too, they start to see Tim's name out there more. And like, so, so not only does, you know, Tim's ex-wife has, has 
not had to deal with that for a few years. And then now all of a sudden, you know, there's a new album, there's going to be tours, there's going to be, like you said, books and music videos and interviews. And, and it's a constant reminder you know, to the victim too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's something that can, I mean, if, if what I was talking about didn't have, like they didn't resolve things and she didn't say, Hey, you know, uh, yeah. it's cool. Like, just don't ever talk to me again, you know, uh, do your thing. I don't want you to, you know, spend the rest of your life in, in, uh, you know, squalor. The fact that they can, you know, that you can come back from something like that and be successful. And, and, uh, it's just an interesting thing, you know, like it's, it's, I mean, yeah, he did his time and stuff like that, but you know, California, of course, I think they cut the time in half and then you serve a portion of that anyway. I'm sure, you know, if, if everything that I've looked into on it is, is legitimate that, you know, he's genuine remorse and everything else. And I mean, I can't even talk on this really because I don't, I'm not connected to it the same way, but you know, I hope for the best for everyone, you know, he's been to prison, he's out and hopefully he can still have a career and hopefully she's moved on and she's doing what she needs to do and is happy, you know, and, and, uh, but I mean, it's, it's crazy as a, as a podcaster, radio personality. I mean, you just, there's a certain amount of responsibility there once you build a listenership and, and, uh, you know, your podcast, the talk to me podcast, um, you know, I'm, I'm stoked to have you on and, and to talk to another podcaster because, you know, um, we talk to a lot of musicians and, and, uh, various people in entertainment, but podcasters talking is, is a little bit different because we understand the background, like the, the back end of everything and, and what goes into, to making the show. I mean, what, after you were, so I want to touch on, on your music too, but, but what led you into the podcast world after music? Um, you know, it's, I'd always kind of got, I was always interested in the internet radio side of things because I guess in the, the, late 2000s early 10s or whatever um internet radio was kind of a thing wasn't huge but it was kind of a thing and i always thought i would do something like that and then uh i had actually reached out to some uh you know making friends in music over years and people in radio and stuff like that reached out about you know how does one go about putting together an online radio station and that just seemed like a daunting task at the time and then uh, when i actually when i was we were talking about earlier when I got my job with the post office, I was able to listen to uh, listen to online radio. But where I'm at, the service was bad, so I was like, "Well, this sucks. I wish I could download something." And then I found podcasting, um, and got into actually listen to podcasts and listen. I listened to podcasts for about a year, and then I realized I was like, "You know what? I probably can do this." <laughs> you know, I've got I've got a lot of connections with with the, you know, bands I played with, bands I toured with, you know, just just not being a, a you know, a, a jerk to people over the years. And then also as a kid, a buddy of mine, we would go to shows and we would stalk out the buses and you know, we would stalk out hotels to meet Pantera and we would go around try to, you know, just try to find the musicians all day. Like it was like a kind of a game almost and you know when i met the musicians i would ask them questions you know i I was already asking questions at 14 15 16 you know what was it like playing on this album or what was it like touring with that band or all that nonsense so it's it's kind of always been in my blood to ask just to just to talk to to you know quote-unquote famous people or whatnot so it's kind of all carried over but then when it got to when I started listening to podcasts, you know, I started listening to all the mainstream ones, you know, you've got your Joe Rogans and your, your Jamie Jostas of the world. And, and even like Mark Marin and I hadn't really dove too deep into the metal world of podcasting, but I, you know, I thought I had something to offer. So I put it, put a feeler out there to people I toured with and, uh, said, Hey, thinking about doing a podcast, would you be on it? And I got a bunch of yeses. And so that was, you know, the first 10, 12 episodes right there and kind of went from there. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's it. I mean, that's how it happens. You just get to have that spark and, and go for it. I mean, you gotta have a little bit of knowledge of gear and, and, and audio, but I mean, you can learn that. I mean, that's the weird yeah. thing for me was 
coming from being on the other side of the glass in the studio to the the audio side, like the actual controls and engineer side, and that's something I'm still figuring out. Like I still have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. I've got a basic setup that I used for my career from MXPX gave me to like wrote it down and you know here's what you here's what you do and and yeah just gone from there like straight up just punk rock like mostly recording in the car or whatever i don't i have a studio and i don't use it right <laughs> i don't know if you do but i don't i literally have it set up it's all there it's got everything going and and it's got all the stuff on the walls and everything else and i rarely even go in there like, i just don't do it i'm so used to just doing it on the fly i mean it's 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 a weird thing like do you put in a lot of uh a lot of prep time for your your interviews i mean if it's especially if it's someone maybe you already know or or someone that you know you're really familiar with their material do you still prep if you if i guess that's a two part question if you if you prep for the ones you don't know and if you if you prep less for the ones you do i do a lot of prep when it comes to someone i don't know and i'll i'll i won't say a lot of prep but i'll do the the obviously the Wikipedia research and then I'll branch off to a few things. And then a lot of times what I like to try to do, if it's someone I've never spoke to and don't really know their, the way that they speak and the way that they talk to somebody, I'll try to find them on another episode of someone else's show to kind of see how they, their cadence and how forthcoming they are. And, and then also I'll listen to other shows just to hear if they talk about something, but that host didn't elaborate on it, then I'll bring it back up on my show and kind of kind of go in the direction I would have taken the conversation. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. A lot of times it's gotten less and less over the time because I'll get my bullet points together and I feel like I can kind of steer the conversation or just talk to someone without having to to think too much about, you know, what's coming next. Mm -hmm. But uh but yeah, you know, you just try to you know, you know, like I'll go through their, you know, their tour histories and I'll see if they toured as the band that I might be familiar with or or whatnot. So a lot of times it's um, not as much prep as I used to do, but I still uh, try to get as much in as I can. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, let's go back a little bit to music. I mean, you were you played bass in in Primer 55, right? That was the band. I, I remember seeing that band everywhere in the like the the after I moved down from Alaska and we were kind of branching out into other styles of music and everything else yeah. and going to going to record stores in the the main lower 48 seeing that logo <laughs> everywhere and and uh i mean that was a, a big band yeah it was um i ca i came in on the second album tour mm -hmm. and uh kind of kind of finished up that cycle with them and then and then when they when we came back around in like 2007 i did all the initial touring with that but, but yeah man they were one of those bands that that got signed in like the late nineties and then put out the first album in 2000. And then I had, um, I had been in a band previous to that kind of more of a, a local regional band out of Nashville. And like when they popped up, when primer popped up, they were, they were three hours North in Louisville. Um, so the kind of kindred spirits nonsense. And then when they, they lost their bass player after the first album, uh, I had gotten in touch with them through, through a friend to come audition and uh, I auditioned a few times kind of came down to me and another guy and uh and they went with the other guy initially and then that that fell through and then I got the call to come do the touring with that so it was a uh, crazy time you know it went from literally delivering pizza one day to learning an entire set the next and being on tour with dope and skin lab so it, it was pretty quick that's insane that's insane absolutely insane how did you how yeah. did you acclimate to that i mean was that uh that was a whole another scene than what i was in so like that whole that whole realm is fascinating to me because it's i've i've played with a lot of bands from that scene and also yeah. like my buddy johnny uh santos from from uh spine shank um yeah. he it was a whole nother ball so like when we went down to record for burning room johnny came in and did some vocal production for us um and just his, the way he looked at music and the way he looked at at everything, like the business side of it and everything else, was so different than us because he's come from that world where, uh, like the Roadrunner, the early days Roadrunner, mm -hmm. you know, uh, tour buses, you know, uh, uh, fucking tour support, 
girls, drugs, like stuff that, <laughs> that we would, I mean, would eventually start to see, but it, it was yeah. never like just handed to you like that. And that was something that fascinated me was him just being surprised that something wasn't there. Or, you know, when we played smaller shows with uh, Silent Civilian, his new band. Mm -hmm. So, and just watching what he was used to was so strange because then all of a sudden, you know, you're on the radio and it's, it's, uh, I mean, the radio stuff is, is insane just because of how much money's behind it. But acclimating to that, tell me how you got, you know, used to that lifestyle. Like it's, it's gotta be just kind of like jumping in icy cold water, just complete change. Well, I mean, in all honesty, I, the band I was talking about that, that I had in Nashville, um, it was a band called 12 Volt Negative Earth. It's, it's out there on YouTube. You can find it. It's some, some pretty cool stuff for the time. And I, I, I joined slash started the band because we, I joined and then we changed our name. But, uh, in 96, when I was still in my senior year of high school, and then I graduated in June of 97 and then we opened for Limp Bizkit September of 97. And then after that, it was like, you know, the reformed misfits or hate breed and earth crisis. And, you know, any big band that came through, we were opening for nothing face and, um, you know, silly bands like the urge and all those, just that, that whole scene at that time. So, I mean, honestly, kind of coming out of high school, I was already kind of in a van and, and touring at least the Midwest. And then, so when I joined primer, I was 22 I just, well, I guess I just turned 23. And so, I mean, for the last six years of my life, I was kind of already doing it. And then, but, you know, but then, like you said, you kind of got into a whole nother realm <laughs> of, uh, of, you know, the girls and all that stuff, because I always thought it was funny because I was like the third bass player of the band. And, but it's like, they just didn't care, yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I will say that the, the crazy part of it was our first show when I was in primer, our first show was at Lemoore's in Brooklyn mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, of, of all places to start out the tour. And then, you know, this is 2002. I look over, there's uh Julia from fuse, like the uranium heavy metal yeah, chick, yeah, I know you know, she's about. at the show, <laughs> you know, there's uh there's people like every, every time I turn around, like, Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. They're signing a roadrunner. I'm like, what, what am I doing here? Like literally two weeks ago, I was, you know, knocking on people's door, you know, asking them, you know, selling them a pepperoni pizza. And then all of a sudden I'm, you know, on stage <laughs> at, at the world famous Lamore in Brooklyn. And then, you know, and then it goes from there, you know, we did, we actually did all the way through the, through the States. And then, uh, I'm pretty positive, you know, probably play the Hawthorne theater on that tour, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So all, you know, it was just the whole, it went from like a regional Midwest thing to holy shit, you know, you know, there's, we're playing, you know, Hollywood. So. Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's, it's just such a crazy, I mean, it's always a crazy transition when you join a, a band that's, you know, already got some fire underneath it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And meeting, I mean, the don't ever meet your heroes thing. Does that apply to you? Have you, have you found that when you start meeting all these people or have you been pretty pleasantly surprised? Like I've been pleasantly surprised. I don't think I've had a bad experience when you meet someone you've, you've looked up to or, or been a fan of for, you know, since your teens or, or your yeah. early years, but has that happened to you? Not, not necessarily that I can think of too much. There's, there's been a couple of, of, of times where I've gotten off the phone with people or, or I've gone to do an inter interview with someone. And then you realize you're like, Oh, that's why you haven't made it to the next level, you know, because <laughs> just their attitude, the way that they treat people, because the biggest names on my show have called on time, have either answered on time, have given me, if I've got 20 minutes, they've given me great 20 minutes. If I've got 30 minutes, they've given me a great 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It, there's never been an issue, but it's the people that you read about in the on the PRP and the blabbermouths and all that stuff about uh, you know band squabbles and all this other nonsense. You're like, yeah, I dealt with that guy. I could see why they're band, you know, always breaking up. Yeah, so, that makes sense. But, but yeah, so I, I think I think a lot of times you know famous people are famous because they're great at what they do, and then sometimes famous people are famous because they're nice people and people like working with them so they're probably going to push them a little bit harder that makes sense so someone's a, someone's a famous guitar player because they shred but they're not famous for speaking 
Right. Or they're not famous for holding a conversation. They don't even have a microphone on stage. Like they're just good at what they do. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, and a lot of bands I think are terrified of the uh, terrified of interviews for one and terrified of podcasting yeah. for another because podcasting you kind of forget that you're being recorded. You you just start talking and then things yeah. come out and then later you're like, "Oh shit, uh can we take that out? <laughs> you know, they, they kind of open up more. So I know they're terrified of that headline, you know, that blabbermouth <laughs> headline that gets pulled yeah. out. I mean, it, have you had some of those happen where, where something like broke on your show where, um, like an album, like I've had an album release date mentioned that shouldn't have been. And then it just blew up all yeah. over the internet, um, for dead cross. But um, that was that was a funny one. Like, I think Justin uh, Pearson emailed me and said, "Oh man, maybe I shouldn't have said that," because <laughs> he saw every metal website grabbed it. Um, but it doesn't happen very often for me. But for, like for you, does that happen a lot? To getting that, I know Josta gets a lot of those headlines. Yeah, I get a ton of the the headlines. I don't get a ton of the feedback from it. A lot of a lot of times, I'll get the. I'll, I'll, you know, reach out to the publicist and be like, oops, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but the, I've only had one time where the artist actually came back after the interview was out and asked me to take something out. And it was just because the way that they said something about someone else might get to them kind of thing. And I don't think, I think my question kind of caught them off guard or my statement caught them off guard. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad thing and I had no problem taking it out, but it was just kind of bad because I mean, they literally emailed me at like six o'clock in the morning and I had to be like walking out the door for work. And I pulled up the file real quick, took out that part, re-exported the audio, re-uploaded it in, in, in like record timing. But, uh, but yeah, it was, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a big enough artist to where, I wanted to make them happy <laughs> sure, and then not just, you know, it wasn't just like the, it wasn't the third, but you know, the uh, third bass player from primer 55, you know, it was, uh, it was actually somebody. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that has nothing to do with it. You're just as good as everybody else. Come on now. Yeah. No, you know, but that's the, the back to that, that era of the band. And it was, it was literally like everywhere we went, there would be, Hey, the guys from Flotsam and Jetsam are here. And you're like, why, why are they here? <laughs> you know? And, and uh, I walked off stage one time at the, uh, the, the LA show and the, uh, the, the, the sitting editor of metal edge was standing there. And I'm just like, dude, I read this guy's magazine every week. And at the grocery store, you know, I had no money. So I would just go to the store and sit in the uh, magazine aisle and read all the metal magazines. But it's, it's just, it, it was, it was a very bizarre and crazy time. Man, did you have you been into metal? Your, I mean, did you get into metal really early, or does that something that hit you later? No, I was, I was deep in. Um, I had some older cousins that were into Kiss, and so they showed me Kiss at like eight, and so from like eight to eleven, I was all Kiss, and then honestly, it sounds kind of bad now, but the the Black album came out in ninety one, and just totally wrecked my world. Um, <laughs> And so, like, so, yeah, as soon as, like, Metallica really hit the radar, um, I went deeper and deeper. And I got way big into metal and then into, like, Obituary and Cannibal Corpse and Deicide. And, and so so going back to what we were talking about earlier with the, you know, the guests coming to life on your show, you know, I've had members of Deicide and Obituary and, and all those bands on the show just mm-hmm. because, you know, that's what I, that's, that's what I was a fan of as a kid. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I so you so Metallic. Your first, was that your first uh, exposure to Metallic was the Black Album, or is that when it just really clicked with you? I think someone showed me Injustice for All, but it just didn't it didn't sink in. And then I was like eleven, and we were watching you know the Inner Sandman video over and over, and and it really just blew my mind. So okay. Cause that was mine too. I was we were on the school bus in middle school, and and uh, <laughs> someone had a tape of it and was playing it on a yeah. stereo in the back of the bus, and I was like, "What is this?" And a buddy let me borrow it, and that was it. And I worked my way backwards. Um, yeah, oh yeah. But it was. I mean, it's still. I, I it still holds up. It's still an amazing album. 
but it's one of those albums that if you put it in and you skip the singles, you're like, wow, this really was just an amazing, amazing album. And, um, and I think that I, I've yet to buy any of the special edition, you know, $150 box sets. But I do think that when the black album one comes out, um, I probably, I, I will probably fork up the money for that one just because it's just such a special record to me. And, and, and in a lot of circles and a lot of Metallica circles, you know, that's probably a bad thing to say, but, but yeah, the black album for me was definitely my gateway. Man, have you heard? Uh, was it Speak and Destroy? The uh, yeah, Ryan yeah, I Dan- love uh, Do you know Ryan Downey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I figured. Have you been on that podcast yet? I have not been on. He's been on mine. He, okay. But I, ha- I haven't had him on. I haven't been on his. Because there's that one, and then uh, surprisingly, Lars has a podcast on BBC One that's actually pretty amazing as well. Of course, he has ridiculous guests, but. It's actually done really well. I don't know if you've heard it. I forget what it's called. It's just uh, if you Google it, you'll find it. But um, yeah, it's weird that podcasting has grown into something where you know people. I think it's 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 still it's still new though. It's weird. It's still people still ask what a podcast is. Yeah, well, I think you and I were talking about that on my show. Was was I was just at the podcast convention? Yes. And yeah, we had were. a few people kind of wander in, and they were asking me, you know, like. <laughs> I thought they were fans of my show the way they were looking at my stuff. And then they look up at me like, what's going on in here? I'm like, Oh, um, well, and they're like, what's a podcast. And I was like, well, you... and, but I mean, even in the four years that I've been doing it, I mean, it's, it's grown exponentially. You know, you haven't, when I first started to get on Spotify, you had to jump through all these hoops and now brand new shows are on Spotify and, you know, iHeartRadio. I mean, if you can't get a podcast now, you're not trying. So Absolutely, I remember that pot that Spotify shit that was when they first started, like a beta test or whatever. Yeah, and you had to apply, and then you had to put your shit on Libsyn to even be mm-hmm. considered. And then, like Jabberjaw, we use Megaphone, so like it was yeah. like, oh well, now I can shut down my Libsyn because Megaphone's linked to Spotify now. But um, that's kind of shop talk, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> are you using Libsyn for your? No, stuff? I never have. No, what, what I, do you use? Uh, it's actually a site called Buzzsprout. Um, I've heard of that. You know, and it was honestly, it was just, it, it, it was my not knowing what I was doing. And I just, you know, I Google, how do I put a podcast online? And <laughs> like the first site that popped up, I'm like, there we go. Sounds good to me. But they have, they have everything that I need. They have, you know, you know, great statistics and who's listening and what countries are listening. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, it's funny when you, I don't know how deep you get into your stats and you'll just, I don't look at it as like as much as I used to. I don't, re- you know, like used to, I would refresh like every hour. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, but, you know, like when you first start, you're like, uh, you know, how many are am I getting now? But now I, I check it maybe, you know, once a day, once every couple of days, because I kind of know my ebbs and flows of my listenership anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but they, I like to get into the, uh, you know, you click on it. And then it tells you like, oh, you have this many listeners in Indonesia. <laughs> you're like, and yes. then you click on Indo- Indonesia, and then you're like, well, there's three people that listen in this one town, and you know, you start to like wonder, you're like, do those three people know each other? Like, is it a thing? <laughs> like on Thursdays when the show comes out, do they go, hey, did you hear the new talk to me? Did you know, like you would when you were a kid, and like, did you see last night's Headbangers Ball? Did you see when they interviewed, you know, White Zombie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I because. <laughs> Even like those bizarre towns in the in the in the states that all have six listeners in some podunk town in Texas, and I'm like, they know each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just it's the, I guess the weird when you're a podcaster and you sit alone and you know you have you have a little bit of a team, you know, and I have zero team, so I get to just be the team. You know, I have the team meeting with myself, like. <laughs> with the pie chart. I should make my own uh, pie charts and uh, in in Word document documents and stuff. And uh, you know, all right, guys, we need to really focus more on uh, <laughs> on Missouri, where we're starting we start to lose listenership. We need to figure out what we're doing wrong here, guys. Just get one of those vanities with the three with the three mirrors and just be like, all right, you do this, you do this. You, why didn't you remind me of this, dude? I I have when I do that, I dig into the stats every once in a while and like. You know, there's thousands of people in this one spot, and then there's there's uh, three people in like Iraq. Yeah, they listen to it, it's like it, okay, maybe it's soldiers, maybe it's not, maybe it's not, maybe there's this little group of people that sit around and listen to you know, <laughs> and it's so weird to me to think about that that you can sit 
on your couch, in your car, in a swimming pool. You can do anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> record your voice. Yep. Put it on the and it's everywhere in the world for free. Like of course yeah. you pay a minimal hosting cost, right? But yeah. It's up there. You can reach anybody that wants to find it or that stumbles across it, you know, and and then think about how many of those things are accidentally stumbled across and changes everything for somebody. It's insane. It's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, I, when I find a new podcast and I really like that new podcast, it's it's definitely life changing. And you're telling your friends about it and you're like, oh, my God, did you hear this one? Or did you hear that one? And, uh, you know, I've got my friends that I still, you know, I'll wake up and, and he'll he'll send me a screenshot. Have you heard this episode of this podcast? Have you heard of this podcast? You know, I mean, it's definitely a, a fun community to be a part of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, so, I mean, there's so many interesting people and it's a, it's a weird thing because you're not necessarily visible either. So it works for, I mean, extroverts, introverts. I mean, people are mowing their lawn while they're listening to your voice and you're just in their <laughs> head, you know, you yeah. literally get into their subconscious with your voice. I've been, I've been places where people have come up and, and heard my voice at like a store or something. And wait a minute, I, I, I know, I know you and it's from the show. It's, yeah. it's weird. It's the weirdest thing when someone you they have no idea what you look like. So obviously they don't follow you on social media, but they just I was yeah, I was uh, I was at a concert and I was it was in between bands and I was talking to my friend that I was with and this guy turns around like and the the one guy right in front of me turns around and looks at me and he goes do you do talk to me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, that's what I, he's like, I heard your voice and blah, blah, blah. And just going on. He's like, I listen every week. And you know, it's just, it's just crazy when, when you're around stuff like that. Dude, it's the coolest thing ever. It's the coolest thing ever. So like a, someone at a checkout stand yells at you from three things down. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Keep doing it, man. My wife looks at me like, what? I was like, yeah, I guess he listens to the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you, so, I, I talk about this I will, lately. I've been talking about this podcast a lot because I discovered it randomly. I don't remember. It was on Apple Podcasts or something. It's called, well, it, it goes by Swim, but it's someone who isn't me. Have you heard of that podcast? Yeah, yeah. Daniel yeah. P. Carter. Have you yep. have you listened to it? Like, he's got some yeah. insane guests. Yeah, because he had um, he had Wes Borland on right around the time that I did. And uh, so it was almost kind of like a primer episode for me to get, so, to to listen to Wes talk. But yeah, it's uh yeah he he definitely gets some crazy. He's in and it's funny if you listen to him and then you realize what well, he's in a he's in a band that's like I forget what band he's in, but it's a it's a bizarre band. It's like the Bare Naked Ladies or something. Dude, oh, Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound there Gang. And then he's in a he's got a metal band though. I think now it starts with like a K. I can't pronounce the name. I don't remember it, but. Huh. He's in like a band now that's active, yeah. And then like okay. BBC Radio, um, he's on there. But he did like Marilyn Manson at his house, yeah. Like on a on a bed from having his leg broken, like it's insane. Like the <laughs> access he has to it just seems sweet. And he and but then he draws or paints a picture. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's on, that's the coolest thing. I hope he gives them to the to the guest. But that's that's badass. Those little things, like, what is your engagement like with your audience? Like, do you talk a lot with with your audience on social media or through email, or is it more of just a um, like a transactional thing where they listen every week and and that's that? No, I definitely, uh, you know, there's a, there's the talk to me congregation on Facebook that we all, you know, it's a Facebook group that we all you know get in and talk about different stuff, and then obviously my personal page has always been kind of a platform to talk to people and. I'll get, you know, you like, I'm sure you do too, you know, tons of messages through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and just, there's nothing better than that random. You're having kind of a uh, day and then all of a sudden you get a ping and you look down and it's like, Hey, I just wanted to reach out and say, uh, been listening to you for a while now. And, you know, just, just keep up the good work. You know, I don't think people understand enough how much that keeps this going. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's not, you know, it's not a monetary thing. It's not a status thing. It's just a, a quick little note. I just like, hey, man, I appreciate what you do. And, you know, I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I have to do another episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when those hit right at the right time when you're just like, fuck, I'm not going to do anything this week. Yeah. I, I had a um, a couple people. I, I put something up on Instagram about um, who people wanted to hear 
me talk to and, and just randomly just because I'm curious because I always like give them whatever I want to give them but um, yeah. they a couple people said John 5 and I was like oh shit I had John 5 on like a year ago but we got cut off like he was driving to uh, a show in LA freeway so we're doing the interview and he got cut off twice and the third the, the second time we got cut off uh, it just completely like no service so yeah. it's like 25 minutes of, of words that kind of go in and out and then like there's a drop off where it cuts off and then it comes back in again and we ended like right when he left Marilyn Manson and that was it then it's over and the people are <laughs> yeah. like you know well put it out and I'm like ah, I don't know if it's complete or not so I, I was like you know what you guys give me your email addresses and I'll just send you the file and they're like are you serious I was like yeah so I sent them the file and then they like gave me huge like uh not critiques but like reviews of the of the episode and what was good what was like like you have to put this out because of this and like they literally right. sat and went through it and that was the coolest thing ever and they're like huh. I can't believe you sent me this file I was like dude it's not like copyrighted material like it's just a phone <laughs> conversation to me but to them it was huge and yeah. that that kind of engagement is totally just amazing like being able to you know, maybe brighten someone's day with something that simple to, to you, but maybe to them it's bigger, but, but then to have them come back and, and give you like all these pointers on it, like, well, what they liked about it and why you need to put it out or why you shouldn't put it out. That kind of stuff is cool. That's why I was asking on your engagement with your audience, because it's, and you, I, I'm stoked to hear you, you love getting those too, those little, just those notes that say, Hey, you know, awesome. Thanks for doing it. You know, like, cause it is a free thing for, I mean, we don't charge anything. For these right. things and and that's another thing that's so cool is we put a lot of our time into this but we don't make much money from it or at all but to someone else like it's such a valuable thing you know and everything's kind of free now with music and and everything else so um it's just kind of an interesting road and you can say there what was you a want. there was a cool perk you, you know the one nice thing you know obviously you get records a little bit early things like that which which is always a cool thing. And, and, and it really hit me the other day when the new kill switch finally dropped. Oh yeah. You know, I've, I got I've, that had too. <laughs> that, I've had that thing for like a month or two and I love it. And I listen to it all the time, but then all of a sudden my social media blows up on Friday and this new kill switch is great. And I'm like, yeah, it, it is. I know it's, I've had it for two months, <laughs> you know, but you, you, you forget how, how, you know, lucky you are sometimes in this, in this, you know, the situation to where, you know, you get to go to, I'm sure, you know, you go to festivals and you get to do some media at those festivals and you get to be, you know, behind the scenes and some stuff and you get to go to some shows and sit down with the artists before the show. And, uh, you know, and, and then sometimes, you know, you become friends with the people and you start, you know, exchanging texts and, and, uh, you know, Facebook messages and things like that. It's, it's, and people are always like, how do you get to do all this stuff? I was like, I was like, I just started talking like, you know, well, how do I, how do I start? You know, I'm sure you get that too. How do I start a podcast? And you're like, buy a microphone and put it online. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I did, you know? And you know, your first episodes are going to be 30 people and you're lucky if you get 30 listeners and then, you know, you keep going from there. And then that's the, you know, the nice thing about what you and I do is, is we interview mostly successful people so you can put out like hey i interviewed i don't know head from corn something you know and all of a sudden you get corn fans checking your show out yeah you know i i think it would be much harder to gain an audience if it was just me and you having a show together and where they would actually have to come to listen to us banter like man mm -hmm. i just love the way that the Dewey and Toomey talk, man. I just, you know, there's something about, they just remind me of my friends. You know, there's, I yeah. have some shows I, I listen to like that all the time that, you know, sometimes I look, I like the host so much that when they have a guest on, I skip that episode because I don't want to, I don't want to hear anybody else. I want to hear those two guys, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's much harder to start and to gain an audience than what, what you and I are doing. Sure. As long as you and as long as you and I can ask good questions, we're going to have an audience. Yeah, it, absolutely. And once you've once you've established, then you can kind of just have whoever you want, you know. And once you get people that that uh, you know listen to the show because of you, then that's where that's where things change. Where you can be like, okay, I could help a band out here and there, you know, like yeah, hey, why don't you come on the show and we'll talk about this and put some music on and and get you in front of some people. Like then it becomes like a tool. 
um, for you to actually showcase what you what you're actually currently enjoying that may not be the biggest thing ever, you know. And and one thing that was put to me um, by Matt Carter from Jabberjaw, and he does like the Break It Down Bad Christian podcast mm-hmm. also, from Emory um, was just a match. So say you have you know a hundred listeners, just a hundred listeners, and I say just a hundred listeners for for a reason, but. And picture all those people were standing in your backyard and you got up in the morning and walked out in your backyard and there's a hundred people standing there looking at you and just said, Hey, you know, talk to us, tell us something. <laughs> right. How much more impactful is that, you know, to actually visibly, visibly see it than just see it on a stat, like picture a hundred people just standing there waiting for mm-hmm. you to talk. That's fucking awesome. And oh, you yeah. have a huge platform, but then also picture you have five listeners and maybe, you know, all time and and life and death aside, those five listeners are you know uh, Cliff Burton, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter the number. I mean, it's cool to see it, but the the people that are listening that it's going to affect and everything. It's just it's a cool way of looking at it. Like especially when you're first starting out, to not get discouraged and just go for it. You know, like those people. You know, I had a girl that that is a host on uh, the Today Show in New York. Um, comment on one of my my episodes, which is like what, like no <laughs> nowhere near what I even imagined. She listened to I forget what episode it was, but it was like out there, and I was like, wow, that's fucking weird. But I had a um, yeah, th- there was a, there was an episode where Sunny Mayo of Snot and Amen was on the show. Uh, not a huge name, but a, but a cool name. He was in Seven Dust for a minute. Yeah. And uh, we were talking, and in the interview, we were talking about when Amen went on tour with uh, some. It had something to do with System of a Down. Okay. Like and then they were they were they were they were trading out shows of System of a Down during Snot, and it was not System of a Down all the time, I guess, in in L.A. And he told a good story about playing with System of a Down. I didn't put it in. I didn't put it in the show notes. I didn't put it in the uh, description of the show. Nothing. But Sonny posted the show on his page, and I checked out who was commenting. And Shavo from System of a Down <laughs> said, "Dude, I remember doing that." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "He had to have listened to the show." I yeah. was like, "Holy shit!" You there know? you go. So that was that was awesome to uh, to to see that Shavo from System at least listened to one episode absolutely that's that's rad and so that's what i'm saying like it's such a cool medium there's no there's no filter there's no control it's the wild west apple has left it free for mm-hmm. they could have made so much fucking money off this off podcasting yeah. holy shit if they charged us five cents an episode to post it or like you know they could have made so much money but the i think it was a uh, dan carlin from from hardcore history i was watching him speak down at podcast movement one year and he said what they did was something massive. They had made all of us equals. They made Joe yeah. Rogan, you, me, Mark Marin, all equals on the same playing field. Take it and go with it where you want. But mm-hmm. they immediately made everybody equal. And that was the coolest thing. Um, oh, yeah. And it's it's huge. I mean, to this day, it's still free. It's, it's awesome. I mean, their shit's expensive as hell and they make tons of money. But to take something as massive as podcasting is getting... And keeping it free is just fucking awesome, and it, it's available for everybody. I mean, I love it. But what what do you have coming up on the show? Like for the show, for you? Like, is there is there anything coming up that you want to promote or or uh, um, you know things on the horizon for the rest of the year? Uh, the rest of the year, I'm so fly by the seat of my pants that oh, uh, awesome. that actually I do have a couple of guests already, uh, uh, a few in the can, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I'm like, oh, crap, it's Tuesday and I have a show on Thursday. Who do I know? <laughs> um, but uh, I just interviewed um, Dave Ellison from Megadeth That's at the awesome. uh, he was he was at the uh, Rock and Pod Expo. So it's a, an in-person interview. Um, so we sat down and talked uh talked a lot about his new book he's got coming out and i actually read it so he saw that i'd read it and he perked up when we started talking about it so that was nice and um he's just a good speaker anyway so i think i really got in about five questions and he carried the rest of it <laughs> uh so dave elephant's coming up and then um 
Dewey from the Pure Pleasure podcast. Got that coming oh, up. Um, that's always a good one. Uh, and then, you know, and another one that we, from the from the vaults of uh, my CD collection, um, Scooter Ward of Cold, uh, putting out a new album. And um, on that Limb Biscuit show that I played in 97, the other band on the bill was Cold. So it's just kind of, it always kind of comes full circle. That's one of those bands up. that got, that we discovered on the way when we moved down from Alaska was Cold. They were on this Hot Topic sampler, I think. Uh-huh. Got. And it was that uh, "Just Got Wicked," I think, is the song, yeah. and that they're like they're standing in water and all in black <laughs> yeah. and like like mesh shirts and stuff. But yeah, that band was awesome. Like the, the how was how was Scooter? Was he a good guest? He was really cool, man. I think I got um, you know about forty minutes with him, and uh, you know you you kind of want to go back to that time and talk about some of that stuff, and you yeah. don't know how the artist is going to really react to it, like. You know, I'm here to talk about my new stuff. I don't want to talk about Ross Robinson and Fred Durst for the thousandth time today. But uh, he, he really perked up when I started bringing up the old stuff and, you know, them signing and, and how he met Ross Robinson and, 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 and uh, you know, even Wes Borland and all that stuff, you know, from growing up around all those guys because they were all in, you know, kind of in, in bands with each other, you know, prior to all that stuff. So, yeah. so he was very, uh, very into kind of talking about the old stuff. And I think he was maybe appreciative that I, I, I knew of all that old stuff. So, <clears throat> so yeah, so I got those coming up and, um, and yeah. And then I do a live show Thursday nights, eight to 10 PM Eastern on, uh, uncontrolled noise.com. Um, it's more of a music show, but I do have, uh, that's where I tend to put the other podcasters. And then I, uh, you know, I have friends from like, uh, Cobras and fire and the decibel geek podcast and, uh, the classic metal show and all those guys kind of call in and do, you know, 20, 30 minute little talking about the news of the day and all that stuff. And then I, I, I tend to post little, those clips throughout the week too. So, so Thursday is my typical full on an episode of talk to me. And then throughout the week, you'll get little 15, 20 minute bite size uh, chats with other podcasters and things like that. So it's pretty, uh, I've, been, I've been pumping out a lot of content lately. Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm going to definitely check out two of those three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't typically listen to myself very much, but the, the, uh, I've honestly, I've stopped listening to myself too. Yeah. And, uh, except even when I have like guests, if I have a guest that I've already had on come back on, I just pray that I haven't already talked about what we talked about because i'm not going to go back and listen to the interview again sure but uh but yeah and i just had um erie von of danzig and uh and uh kenny olson of kid rock uh the original guitar player in kid rock on uh from the podcast expo we did we did some quick interviews with him and and stuff like that man so it's been it's been fun lately dude that's awesome i got the had the really big uh the betraying the martyrs uh um Aaron from Betraying the Martyrs come on talking about their van fire, uh, how everything caught on fire, and then they lost uh, Chris Adler's drum kit in that mess. And uh, man, that that made that made every metal site, and then also like Yahoo News put it out. <laughs> and uh, and one morning I got some texts. I'm like, hey man, we heard you on the morning show in Minnesota. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I guess the the morning the the you know the zany wacky morning show in Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, Minneapolis played part of the interview because they were doing like the rock news of the day. And you know, they credited me. It was pretty nice. You know, the radio voice guy comes over and says, and over on the talk to me podcast. And I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> but, uh, but they, they podcasted their show. And so I, so I got to hear it, but yeah, I was on the, I was on the, uh, the morning drive time zany wacky show. So that's awesome. I'll yeah. Whoever it is, the, the regular name and the worm or the, the freak or whatever, like it's always Joe, oh, and, shit. The, Joe that, and the monkey it's, uh, man or whatever. <laughs> The half-assed morning show is what it was called. <laughs> so, yes, dude. Well, Josh, dude, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. And and uh, I had a blast going on your show too. I think these are going to come out on the same same week. So, yeah, um, definitely, dude. It's been a pleasure, man. And and uh, thanks for taking the time and and uh, for the insight and the stories and and uh, this has been really cool. So I definitely have some Thanks, stuff man. to check out coming up for you, and my listenership too. I'm sure is going to do the same. Um, got some rads. I'm going to have to check out that Rock and Pod Expo because it sounds a lot cooler than Podcast Movement. Um, maybe I'll go to that yeah. next year. That'd be a lot of fun to have you down and uh, and all that stuff. And uh, you know, I know the promoters, so so we'll make you a uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll make sure you have a good time. And, you know, just for, for put it on the table, man, I've been listening to you for a very long time. So it's cool to, cool to get to come on and talk to you. Dude, I appreciate it so much, man. And, and, uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much, man. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Joshua Toomey from the talk to me podcast and from primer 55. Um, I'm really glad you guys came back again another week. I'm so grateful for it. I say it every week, but it means a lot. You know, you guys have been with us for a long time. And if it's your first time coming to the show, definitely check out some of the old episodes. We got a whole bunch more in the hopper coming at you. Um, And, I mean, it's going to be an awesome rest of the year. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, some travel, um, some more in-person interviews, some interesting interviews coming up this week. I don't want to announce it yet, but uh, you guys will be uh, super stoked when you see who I'm talking to on Friday. So, um, once again, guys, thank you so much for supporting the show patreon.com slash peer pleasure podcast is the link to the patreon throw five or ten bucks a month at the show if it's worth it to you if it makes your commute better or your you know night shift day shift mowing the lawn basket weaving like i say uh throw some money at it and and uh let us know you appreciate it i really appreciate you guys week after week uh check out peerpleasurepodcast.com that's the website it has everything on it you could ever need if you want to tell a friend about the show that's a good place to send them because it has everything on there um, so, and a big shout out to Josh for coming on the show and, uh, definitely go check out the talk to me podcast. And like I said, in the beginning, if you guys want to hear my interview with Josh, go over to, uh, the talk to me podcast. It'll also be up at the same time as this episode. So if you guys are interested in that, hit it up. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Next week's going to be awesome too. Definitely come back, rate and subscribe, tell a friend. And as always, we'll see you on the radio. At the Coca-Cola Company, Keurig Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo, our bottles might still look the same, but some of them can be remade in a whole new way. Using 100% recycled plastic. New bottles made using no new plastic except the caps and labels. You'll be seeing more of these new bottles in more places, and that's thanks to you. Because when we get more bottles back, we can use less new plastic. Learn how our bottles are made to be remade at madetoberemade.org.